I am to one who has seen affliction under the rod of God's wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Against me alone he turns his hand again and again all day long. Christianity is a religion of paradox. We are sinners, yet saints. We are monotheistic, yet we have the doctrine of the Trinity. We also believe in an omnipotent God, an all-powerful God, who teaches that the first will be last and the last will be first, that those whom God honors most among us are those who put themselves in the place of a servant. This paradox of servant-leader was made most evident in the suffering of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus, Son of God, takes the place of the servant for the sake of the servant. Here's the story. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fill the scriptures, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Sometimes less is more, and sometimes the simplest phrase of words gives meaning to the most significant event. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. While we can all agree that Jesus died of a result of crucifixion, the idea that Jesus bowed his head and surrendered his spirit points to a life not taken, but given. As mortals, we tend to approach death as a natural state of human existence. We have no control, though we do try to control death through medical science. But eventually, we all will die. Our lives are taken from us by an accident, illness, or some other event. But this simple phrase, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Why doesn't it just say he died? This is the point where the true humanity and the true divinity of Jesus Christ comes together, where we see it most evident. What we see here is Jesus, who we profess as truly God, an all-powerful Godhead, taking the role of the servant and voluntarily becoming submissive to the power of death. This is what Paul mentions as foolishness to the Gentiles, especially the Romans, who sought power and status. But could we make it seem less foolish? Maybe say it was a glorious death. Let's ease into this idea of Jesus, the Son of God, dying at the hands of mere humanity. Couldn't it at least be a glorious death? But it wasn't glorious. 
just think. Everyone turned against him or abandoned him out of fear or anger. According to the Gospels, his only companions on the cross were not his friends, not his loved ones, but two criminals. Only a few people are mentioned near the cross in John, and other Gospel writers, they actually placed him at a distance. He was alone, to the point where he would even cry out to God, Why have you forsaken me? No, his death was not glorious. It was inglorious. Jesus Christ, glorious Son of God, submitted himself to an inglorious death, the Creator slain by the creation. But in the end, or is it a new beginning? Jesus was true to everything he taught us when he said, No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. A prayer for this hour. God, our companion, you sustained Jesus in the garden and brought him through death to the resurrection. Help us to trust you in the face of our own death. Help us in the midst of any bitterness, despair, or distress. Help us to remember that you care for us and that in your victory over death is our peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.